Step into the realm of the paranormal until the last drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. Well, here we are again. Yes. It's been a while. A little bit. A while. A while. Yes. Emphasis on the W. Um, or the double V, if you really want to look at it that way. I thought it was the H. The H? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just an oh, upside down micro. Yeah. Anyway, um, this time around, we decided to do something that's a little uh, more themed towards this time of year. Mm-hmm. So we went with something a little classic. Yep. This time around, we're going with those familiar yet not seen so much <laughs> monsters. <laughs> not seen so much. Yes, the not seen so much. These used to be some of the scariest creatures around back in the day of the 1930s. Yeah. And slightly prior, I suppose, in novelization. Yeah. But they did get a little bit more popular once, you know, those moving pictures started coming out. Ooh, moving pictures. I know. Mm-hmm. And then the... Uh, yeah. Well, back in the day, I mean, you know, when sound got incorporated into films, they called them the talkies. <laughs> so yes. when the pictures started moving, they called them the walkies. Really? No. Okay, because <laughs> the could... pictures were moving before they were talking. Well, yeah. So, so... it would be the walkies talkies. Oh. The walkie talkies. And that's how everybody started communicating about movies. Is this how movies. it's going to be the whole time? No, not the whole time. Just some the of the time. walkie talkies. So anyway, to actually give a real intro to this, <laughs> we'll probably be going over, say, Frankenstein mm-hmm. and the Dracula. And I say the Dracula because this is like the original Dracula that was made famous, mm-hmm. not the uh, other one. The other one? The other one. Um, and then just for fun, we might as well put Wolfman in there, too. Cause yeah, he's one of those classic... That and he likes to collaborate. Yeah? Yeah, he does. Believe it or not. So, does he is he collaborating with us on this? Maybe. Okay. We're going to get we'll the Wolfman in here? We'll have to wait and see. Nice. I'm uh, excited. Yeah. Well, same here. And, of course, <laughs> we have a drink to go with it, too. Mm-hmm. An unnamed drink this time around that we may have something interesting going on. Mm. Yeah. Surprises. Yes. Well, there's a lot of surprises this time of year. Yes. I think there's surprises any time of year. Well. If you're not expecting them. Well, yeah. (laughs) That is the the nature of a surprise. No. Well, anyway, this is Till the Last Drop, and now we begin. The dead will rise so they can hear more content from Till the Last Drop. All right, to start off this lumbering giant of an episode, we're going to have our own lumbering giant. Uh-huh. It's a monster. Is it? Yes. It's not a doctor. It's a monster. Ah, uh, yes. is it the doctor's monster? It is the doctor's monster. Ah. Uh, yes. Where, unfortunately, it's commonly confused. <laughs> it, is. it is. As as being named purely for the doctor. Yes. Yes, we are talking about the one and only Frankenfurter. Uh-huh. The hot dog? Yes. 
I mean, it is kind of a monster of a food, really. <laughs> or Frankenstein. 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 That is how it's pronounced. I would imagine that it would be. It, I mean, looking at it and the origin. I have, you know, good authority that, yeah. that that's how it's actually pronounced. Yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Gene Wilder proved that. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you can't doubt Gene Wilder. Yeah. But in layman's terms, normally, he's known as Frankenstein. Yes. Victor Frankenstein. Well, that's the doctor. Yes. <laughs> Not the monster. Yes. Yes. Or, I suppose if you're going off of... Um, the Universal film series from the 1931 Frankenstein. Um, the doctor was Dr. Heinrich or Henry Frankenstein. Mm. Yeah. He had a whole name. Yes. Oh, well, no, he had a whole name in the other one, too. Well, yeah. Victor. No, he had, only had bites. Only had bites of a name. Victor? Maybe. You know, I could Victor. be completely wrong. Maybe <laughs> his name wasn't actually Victor. It, Maybe we just think it is. Well, I it mean, is. It's it actually a, it, is. I'm like, it's a book. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it, is. it is. Oh, come on. Books don't exist. <laughs> no, the books are real. I know. Just like the birds. They're yep. not real. Yeah, the, the government drones, as I've heard. No, uh, yeah. Frankenstein originally came about from Mary Shelley's book. Yep. Yes, Mary Shelley's Frankenweenie. That's Tim Burton. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Right? <laughs> of course. It's a lot of iterations of yeah. the Frank. Yeah. So as we know, there's always always Frank around, whether or not he be a doctor creating monsters or a uh, man in a bunny suit. Either way, there's always Frank. I didn't get that for like two seconds. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, uh, that is also a movie for the season. But that is maybe later. Yeah. Not in this episode, because no. we already told you what our three main <laughs> subjects were. We're not going to cover Frank? No, we can't deviate from that. No. If we covered every Frank, I mean, we'd be here for like days. And that's yeah. only if we do a brief summary, like two word descriptions of them. I mean, are we talking about famous Franks or just Franks? No, Because I've known a couple that, Franks. Just anything that goes by Frank. <clears throat> gotcha. So, like Frankfurt, like the, the city, um, the Frankenfurter, uh, the sausage. I mean, <laughs> so, anything with Frank. More about this Frankenstein and his monster. Yeah, so going over, like, the Mary Shelley thing, she mm -hmm. obviously did, like, Frankenstein, the modern Prometheus, which right. tells the story of a doctor who creates life and all this and whatever. <laughs> obviously, I'm not as involved in this one because I was focused more on the film. But this is where it started. True. And, and a lot of people have credited Mary Shelley as writing, like, the first real sci-fi novel, so I think it's important to to make mention of yeah this. Well, she did other things too. Yes, but that's so. that's a big thing. Yeah. Well, it was pretty big back when it was initially released. Right. Not initially, but over time during that time frame, it was big. Right. Because it was never like, oh, this is amazing. Let's go out and support this lady because it was in the night eighteen hundreds. And so, it was a lady. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. so, so there you have it. <laughs> yeah. So the general story of uh, that we know of the Frankenstein monster was originally from Mary Shelley's book, where Victor Frankenstein builds a creature in his laboratory. Laboratory. Through an ambiguously described scientific method that consisted of chemistry and alchemy. Yeah, we all know he was looking for the Philosopher's Stone. 
Yeah. I mean, every alchemist. The Elric brothers were really in the background. <laughs> yep. Pushing him on. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was that big suit of owl. Suit of owl, yep. yep. Suit of armor owl. <laughs> um, either way, that uh, was really the big muscle that was kind of promoting it. It's like, you do it. I think so. in a way, really, Owl is kind of a uh, Full Metal Alchemist Frankenstein. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a correlation there. Well, it also brought up issues of like, well, I guess I shouldn't say issues, but it also brought up the homunculi and all that, or the homunculus mm-hmm. um, in the original story. So that's something that they kind of took and added into Full Metal as well. Right. So, But Owl being a Frankenstein monster makes a lot of sense because... I mean, why not? He's built. He's put it together from pieces of armor. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember if he could control the parts if he was separated. I don't remember. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure there was a part where he doesn't have his arms and legs, and he's just like a torso and a head. Yeah, but I don't know if he had control of those arms and legs. We never see him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, I mean, it, it was proven that he had, like, more knowledge of alchemy because of the greater sacrifice and all that, and which, whatever. Anyway, back to the monster. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, Victor creates this creature and is horrified by it. And so he immediately disavows that experiment and abandons the the creature and leaves it to wander through the wilderness searching for kindness and acceptance, which <laughs> I get that. Don't we all? I get that, monster. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Moving into the Universal Film Series. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, James Whale's film. Um, in 1931, it was Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. The monster is portrayed by Boris Karloff. Ah. A very well-known name <laughs> yes. in the early horror genres. Um, it's created by the obsessed eccentric Dr. Heinrich or Henry Frankenstein through the power of electricity harnessed from lightning bolts. I want to know how many people actually called him Henry. I don't know. Maybe I feel like, just like, hey, Henry. It's like, <laughs> I feel like that. I don't know. It seems like such a. Uh, well, he I went. Don't... He went by Heinrich until he moved to the U.S. And then it was uh, purely Henry. And then it was Henry. Yeah. Hen- Henry Frank. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. we all know how that goes. Yep. Um, so anyway, the doctor wishes for the monster to have a great mind. So he has his hunchback assistant Fritz break into the university and steal the brain of a scientist who donated his remains to science. Convenient. Yeah. Fritz accidentally drops the brain <laughs> and it ruins it. So he steals... Uh, he steals the abnormal brain of a murderer instead. Oh. Yeah. Why was that just lying around? <laughs> oh, well, what I, I don't kind know of a weird... I don't know. The brain museum, obviously. The head museum, No, of as course, a university. So... I, well, that's what you do, right? You look at brains in jars. I, no. Oh, maybe. That's what I did. And Is I studied it? music. Yeah. Anyway. I went to the wrong schools, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, when the monster, in this case, he would be a monster, because when he's brought to life, he's violent and aggressive, and he doesn't understand the world, leading the doctor to have 
it imprisoned in one of his lab cells before leaving to attend a wedding preparation with his bride Elizabeth. Oh. So you make a monster. He's very angry. You put him in a cell, and then you go get married. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like an average day to me. I know. It's like just putting your puppy in a kennel, right? I mean, don't you remember what we did before we attended our wedding? Um, it was... No. Oh. Like, I don't remember putting any monsters in cages. Oh, maybe you weren't there for that part. Oh, no. I just remembered what I forgot. I think I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I hope he's all right. <laughs> uh, oh, just 11 years. <laughs> Don't worry, I uh, fed him sometimes. I, okay. He's probably going to be extra violent and angry now. No. Well, there's more to this story, obviously. Yes. Um, since Dr. Henry... Dr. Henry. <laughs> Dr. Henry. Sorry, it sounds like a Simpsons character. Since he isn't there, apparently Fritz torments the monster with a torch because he learned that he has a fear of fire. So Fritz is a dick. Uh, well, I mean, he's just the assistant. And he kind of dropped the ball. And in ball, I mean brain. I just, what is he like? Ooh, butterfingers. I guess. And he, what did he, he ruined it? Did he then step on it? I mean, I imagine <laughs> you could pick it up and then like <laughs> rinse it off. Like, isn't that a five second rule yeah. on brains? Yeah, it's the five second rule for brains. So anyway, after a little bit of that fire torture that Fritz commences... <laughs> Fine. The monster breaks free of its chains and kills him before escaping into the nearby village. I mean, understandably so. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd probably do the same. Right? I mean, this guy is just like poking me with a fire stick, or maybe it wasn't being poked. I imagine that maybe it would. Torment? Torment? Sounds like poking with he fire stick. scaring him. Poking with fire stick. <laughs> yes, yeah. that is yeah, the... You just rearrange the letters, add a couple, take a few out, doesn't matter. Definition of uh, Fritz Torment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um... In the village, the monster finds a young girl happily tossing flowers in a lake to watch them float. And the monster, believing her dress will float too, throws her into the water and accidentally drowns her. You'll float too. Exactly. So here is inspiration for Pennywise. Uh-huh. Exactly. Same concept. Yes, and it's You'll exactly float the too. same. <laughs> yes. We um, all float down here. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, he's confused and alone. Poor guy. After killing the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He wouldn't have been alone if he just didn't want to experiment. Much like Dr. Frankenstein himself. <laughs> well, he's not alone. He's got a bride and Fritz, the tormentor. Well, I don't think he had a bride yet. Well, he's got a fiance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he finds his way back to the castle, known as Castle Frankenstein, of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. Where he horrifies the doctor and his fiance. The monster flees, and Frankenstein joins the villagers who formed an angry mob. <laughs> yes, that is the immediate response. Well, angry I mean, mob. He drowned a girl. <laughs> he didn't mean to. I Well, I guess. I mean, he did have a I mean, he murders. genuinely didn't mean to. Uh, yeah. He was, he just... was like, oh, you're going to, you know, you'll float too. Yeah. Uh, and and threw her in, and she was little, and I guess couldn't swim, and it's not like he pushed her head <laughs> under and like held it there till she stopped kicking. He, yeah, he. I could imagine he was just holding her under the water, screaming out, "Float!" <laughs> well, it's not going to float if you push it under. He doesn't know. Uh, I imagine. 
Well, we don't know. We weren't there. Anyway, to let's go on to the sequel, shall we? Oh, the well, you main... don't want to talk about what happened in the end? No, no. Because this is far more interesting. Well, I think... It... If you want to talk about it, go well, for I it. I mean, it's but... not much more. Frankenstein comes to be captured by the monster, however, and taken to an abandoned windmill where the monster t- has taken refuge. No. Frankenstein escapes, and the villagers find him, and they set fire to the windmill. Yep. And kill the monster. Yep. Q1935, The Bride of Frankenstein. This is where it's revealed that the monster survived. The spoilers, by the way, for this almost 100-year-old movie. Um, It is revealed that the monster survived the fire due to divine intervention on the behalf of Mary Shelley. See, this is why it was important we talked about her. This is like one of the bigger fourth wall breaks (laughs) of this entire, like, idea. In my mind, I'm picturing it like... Alanis Morissette as God in Dogma or whatever. Like Mary Shelley's just, ah, oh, oh. oh, that'd be great. So he apparently he goes into the woods. He comes across a lonely blind hermit who he befriends and who takes him in. Yeah. The hermit teaches the monster about the world, like what friends are, hmm. social conversations, and even helps the monster get over his fear of fire. Now God. he's a real wrecking ball of a force now. What a nice hermit. I know nothing's going to stop this guy. I'm appreciative of the hermit. <laughs> so, I think hermits don't get enough credit because, you know, some of them are murdery or unabomber <laughs> So this yeah. one's good, though. Yeah. You know, my favorite was Hermit the Frog. Uh, okay i think that's a great segue to stop that and go back to the story yeah yeah. (laughs) um so of course as villagers do they find the monster and try to kill it Mm -hmm. so they obviously have a theme going because they set the cabin on fire and they take away the monster leaving it all alone in the world did they did they think that mary shelley wasn't gonna like come in again and save her monster because now, I don't know if they were all aware that Mary Shelley was the one who stopped the monster from dying in that fire to begin with. So it's interesting that clearly the fire didn't kill him the first time. Why would it kill him? But it, <laughs> because mob mentality. But it also says they set it on fire and took the monster away. Yeah. So did they kill the hermit? I think so. I think he was in the cabin. Because he was blind. <laughs> yes. Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> he didn't feel like... the fire because he was blind, obviously. Uh, uh-huh, Whatever, uh, uh-huh. no. He was trying to read it and to find out it. No, that's terrible. Read the I fire to, to find uh, out it was like no, hot no. and it burns his hands off. No. And then he was just like, oh, where am I? So then Frankenstein. <laughs> it's the monster. Sorry. Frankenstein not the dude. The monster. The monster goes to the cemetery to be amongst the dead he was built from. Uh, yeah. He's so melodramatic. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the first original emo kid. He is. He's like, oh, fine. If you want if, me dead, I'll go be dead. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, he went under the dark part of the stairs in the high school hallway and listened to uh, Depeche Mode. Hey, Depeche Mode is good. And um, The Cure. Yes, The Cure. God, I'm not an emo kid, though. What's what's the other one? I don't Um, know. uh, You're just going to pick another band I like, and then I'm going to be upset. Probably. Yeah, quit. So, Frankenstein's... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> so he's he's over there being emo with the dead. And he witnesses Frankenstein's old university colleague, Dr. Septimius Praetorius. What a name. <laughs> I know. That is like the most epic name ever. Like, he's like wearing the monocle as he's out and about. Oh, he's like, I'm sorry. That's an epic name. If mm. I was going to have a story name, it would be something like that. But he notices them grave robbing. Yeah. I, this Which, guy is completely dressed in his most fancy getup, too. He is. He is representing Septimius Praetorius in mm. all of his glory. Yeah. Digging up dead bodies. Yeah. But grave robbing was something that happened a lot back then. Well, I mean, obviously, this is where we have the monster so from grave robbing. Right. But, I mean, actually, in real life, grave robbing happened a lot. Oh, yeah. When they were trying to, like advanced things in in the medical field and science people would go out and rob graves because they paid good money for dead bodies yeah the funny thing is is i'm trying to remember which movie it was but the at the time the movie was made actual skeletons were cheaper than fake skeletons so there were actual skeletons used in the movie so i'm pretty sure that um in this movie that, that i'm wearing a shirt for poltergeist oh yeah there's real skeletons used in the scene where the house gets pulled in uh well i mean that's how they did it did what pulled the house in the skeletons yeah skeleton power oh (laughs) powered by skeletons yeah that's the most that's the greenest of all the energies i mean skeleton power (laughs) oh i think we're getting a little dark now (laughs) So the monster confronts Praetorius when he is alone and the two come to an understanding because Praetorius is a scientist with a twisted mind who has been creating his own life in the form of homunculi. Uh, Of course. But he wishes to create a life-sized creation with Dr. Frankenstein. So that just means a bigger one, a bigger homunculi. So, yeah, just don't mix a girl and a dog. (laughs) so sad sorry (laughs) back to the more Uh, back to more of those full metal references yeah so the monster and praetorius confront dr frankenstein who has only recently recovered from his wounds from the first film i mean at least he survived (laughs) uh that filming schedule just wreaked havoc on him yeah well i mean there was only like what four years in between these something like Um, that yeah that's not a lot of time to get over the trauma and and fully heal i mean you know uh, they were doing all their own stunts back then, so. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> The fire really got to them. <laughs> Praetorius persuades the doctor into rekindling his passion for creating life from death to give the monster a friend. Oh, friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so together, they create a creature from corpses made to resemble a young maiden, which Praetorius declares to be. The Bride of Frankenstein. Ah, title drop. (laughs) Yep, there it is. (sighs) The Bride is horrified and unnatural in her first moments of existence. As you Aren't we all? I mean, yes. Oh, God, what is life? (laughs) Um, So after the monster attempts to reach out to her to befriend her, she jerks away and screams in horror at his appearance. (laughs) This guy cannot catch a break. Well, I mean, 
at this point, he does have, like, the flat-topped head, the bolts. I think he had, like, those um, elevator shoes as well. Classic Frankie. Yeah. So, kind of a, not not so much stocky, but more like, I don't know. I don't he's know just to, big. He's like a door. He's thick. Or a wall, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> thick. Yep. <laughs> he's like, four uh, he's, like uh, he's like that upper thick. Uh-huh. You got them yeah. broad upper body and then, I don't know. He's got like full body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... The monster, that foot body, ew. (laughs) The monster then comes to the realization that creatures like himself and the monster were never meant to exist in the world and that they will only be treated with terror and persecution. So he tells Frankenstein and Elizabeth to leave the lab. He then proceeds to pull a lever, which destroys the laboratory. Okay, why is there a pull this lever to destroy (laughs) laboratory lever? That that's a you know typical thing that's built into all laboratories oh, like yeah, the, the oh shit lever yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crap yeah now I've heard of the bullshit break because yeah, no. you just pull that and that's usually supposed to stop things but uh, I guess this is the opposite or it could be the same yeah so after pulling the lever it sends everything crashing down on himself the bride and Praetorius <laughs> with the words. We belong dead. I don't know why Praetorius was. I mean, I thought he was alive, oh. but... So I guess the the monster learned that. Okay. See, he really was the first emo kid. He <laughs> he's saying that kind of thing. <sighs> we belong dead. <laughs> and after that, he promptly put in his AFI CD. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> there we go. But he was dead at that point. Well, how dead is a dead man? Dead, dead that's or a, dead, dead, dead. That's an interesting uh, conundrum you yeah. brought up here. Yeah. How, How dead, dead is be? a dead man? How dead can you be? Yeah. Isn't that a song? It is now. Oh, Emo no, songs. It's from like one of those cartoons. Is it like, oh, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I can't think of it. It's going to bug me now. But anyways, yeah, yeah. So. So following the Bride of Frankenstein, this is outside of the. Movie, of course. We're not no. We're no longer following these characters. Mm-hmm. Just to set the record straight, um, following the Bride of Frankenstein, the Frankenstein film series took much more turn towards like pulp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the original director James Wells he left the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monster was given much less empathy and sympathy. And portrayed more as a mindless brute of pure destruction. Hmm. So in 1939, the son of Frankenstein, it's revealed that Castle Frankenstein, Frankenfurter, has been abandoned for decades and deemed haunted by the locals who hate Clan Frankenstein Mm -hmm. for having created the monster. The monster's remains have been preserved in the Frankenstein family crypt, along with create along with his creator and his found and is found by Frankenstein's now adult son Baron Wolf von Frankenstein. That is a name. It is. These people have some names, man. <laughs> yep. Um he took his wife Elsa and young son Peter to live in the family estate. That was probably a mistake. Yeah. Now Wolf comes across Igor. Mm-hmm. He's a demented blacksmith 
who assisted Dr. Frankenstein in his grave-robbing years earlier. For his crimes, Igor was ordered to be hanged by the noose, probably until dead. That's usually the additional clause that you add in there. I think they added it after because of this, because he survived. (laughs) Possibly, yeah. With a twisted neck. So now they hang, you know, by the throat until dead. Yeah. Um, so he pursue he persuades Wolf into resurrecting the monster in order to prove that Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> I'm not gonna say Frankenstein anymore, it's just Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Um he did not create an evil being in order to restore the family name, while in reality Igor has his own agenda. Because of course he does. Well yeah, of course. Why would you be like, hey, why don't you do this thing, you know, for honor? Valor, honor, yes. Yes. <laughs> You're channeling Eddie Izzard? I guess so. <laughs> now that I notice, is like I did have a little bit of uh, Eddie uh-huh. Izzard in there. Uh-huh. Mm. Do you have a flag? Kick on death. <laughs> yes. I mean, that probably was something that crossed his mind. Was, uh, Cake or death? death. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe the monster thought that. No, he just thought death. <laughs> it was just or death. Death and emo. Yes. Emo death. Uh, so, okay. He wanted the scientist to look at his heart, to see a close-up of a black hole. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to be able to look at you the same. That again. one's terrible. It is? Anywho. Mm-hmm. After the monsters resurrected... Igor manipulates the creature into murdering every member of the jury who deemed Igor guilty. I mean, I feel like they rightfully deemed him guilty at this point, but... When Wolf discovers this, he shoots Igor, and the monster kidnaps Peter. Oh. In revenge. Because apparently the monster, like, sided with Igor. Well, he was manipulated. But, yeah. So, clearly he's like, wait, you chose... How dare you... Right, so, but he finds that he can't bring himself to hurt a child. Yeah. Maybe because he did it before and he's just like survivor's guilt. Maybe he has that own innocence of a child himself. I mean, I feel like he did. He thought the girl's dress was going to float. Yeah. But she was not a duck or wood. She was a witch. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So... Wolf teams up with the police inspector Krog, I guess. Krog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A police officer who apparently had his arm torn out by the monster when he was a child. Jeez. I thought he couldn't hurt a child. Can we just... <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, for they, that child. Yeah, that one, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he looked at him wrong or something. I don't know. Um, they chased the monster to the ruins of Frankenstein's laboratory, which, re- which revealed to possess a large pit. Of molten sulfur underneath it. And nobody noticed that. I it's know. just Well, first of all, molten pit it's sulfur. molten, so there's probably a little bit of heat involved. I don't know how sulfur likes to just chill out in its abandoned it's state. It's molten. Um, it's also sulfur, so you're going to know it's gonna where stank. sulfur is. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the whole town just smells like rotting eggs all the time, <laughs> yeah. and nobody it's knows like, why. Man, this place stinks. It's uh-huh. like, why does it smell so bad? I don't know. Maybe Jim didn't wash his feet. I don't know. That, well, they probably weren't quite as up on there. Well, yeah, there was like... There so maybe was, nobody mentioned it because everybody thought it was like their friend well, yeah. or themselves that stunk. So they just didn't say anything. Well, yeah. I mean, you had like your... There's like 
Dr. Frank, there's uh, um, Baker Bob, and then there's Dirty Foot Jim. It became a an occupation for him. Dirty Foot Jim. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Dirty Jim Feet. That's Which is different. how he got his name. Exactly. He was a... Uh, dirty some... Foot Jim with the Dirty Jim Feet? Yeah, he was playing football. Mm, football or soccer? Football. 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 Okay. So they, they <laughs> find the molten sulfur pit that nobody apparently knew about. Yep. And then what happens? Oh, a fight ensues as oh. Baron Frankenstein pushes the monster into the pit. Oh, all right. Yep. Yep. So. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like there's been quite a few different iterations of Frankenstein. Yep. Even up until, you know, uh, recently the uh, Hotel Transylvania, I think. Yeah. They have a Frankenstein in there. Um, Was that <clears throat> Kevin James? Possibly. I don't, I don't remember. I don't actually voice. know who voiced him. But. He looks kind of like Kevin James. <laughs> they always they do that in yeah. a lot of animated films. They make the characters look like they're voice actors. Right. As long as they're celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am talking about Kevin James. So. Anyway. so I think one thing that's interesting is that, you know, to even in the couple stories that we, we've gone over, many adaptations depict the monster to be an unintelligent brute. When in actuality, the monster was quite eloquent and articulate in the original book. <laughs> well, yeah, he danced and he sang Put It on the Ritz. <sighs> <laughs> so he learned how to dress himself not long after his creation, and he learns to speak the French and German languages fluently mm. by the time he's 11 months old. Mm, dapper. Yeah, he's surprisingly <laughs> spiritual, and it was implied in the book that he was a vegetarian, preferring things like berries and nuts to meat. Hmm. So... He really kind of embodies the gentle giant thing. And again, I, I genuinely don't think he he wasn't trying to hurt the girl. No. He <laughs> thought she would float. I'm sorry, the first thing I thought of was like, we didn't start the fire. No, it's that like, was but the those mob did, those, That mob did. Yes. Um, he didn't drown the girl, but they started the fire. <laughs> yes. So it's, uh, it's, kind of, it's a sad story of yeah. people... Judging and and letting fear and hatred for something that's different rule them and and mob mentality, yeah. and it's it's kind of tragic and sad. Yeah. Except for when you know uh, Mary Shelley comes with her divine intervention, and he becomes emo. <laughs> um, there's a couple more things that I'll bring up for the whole Frankenstein thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, at least on like this portion before we kind of move on to something else here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 1942 movie Ghost of Frankenstein, because you know why not? Mm-hmm. Um, Boris Karloff is no longer playing the monster, but rather this time it's Lon Chaney Jr. So he's known for playing the part of Larry Talbot in. The Wolfman. Oh. So, hence there's a reason why Wolfman's in here. <laughs> so, there's one. And then later on, in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. <laughs> oh, does he have to play both? No. The monster is played by Bella Lugosi. 
<laughs> oh, well, the ghost yeah. is awesome, but... Well, he was also Dracula. Yeah. Dracula, Dracula. <laughs> There's a gorilla's reference. Yes. Good. Um, but Bela Lugosi also formerly played Igor. So they were all in the same movies. They, there were only like five actors in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> there was there like... Only were five. Those <laughs> were the actors that played these parts. Yes. So... Well, they did all of the... They're not like... I guess they're typecast. So... I mean, they, they all actors are still are, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It never changes. So, but that's about the most of it for Frankenstein. I mean, we do you want to, like, talk about his uh, appearance or his personality, maybe? <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I, I already kind of covered his personality. Yeah. So, and you talked about his appearance before. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, most of the time, there's either going to be that, classic idea of the Boris Karloff style of Frankenstein mm-hmm. where it's like basically like larger than normal head bolts on the neck grayscale um, or it's going to be like your green over the top kind of like boxy shaped um, individual with like stitches all over and maybe some elevator shoes because his feet aren't the same length and uh, I don't know maybe he's wearing like a sport coat <laughs> that seems like a, a Frankenstein's monster Blazer. kind of thing yeah no he's mostly wearing tattered clothes yeah but he still dress, dresses fancy so there's a little Ooh, bit back to his eloquent. personality yeah. alright so moving on We're going to take a short break. (laughs) Yes. Stay thirsty for the unusual with Till the Last Drop. All right, we're back. Mm -hmm. And now for our second guest. (laughs) (laughs) Is he's here with us? Yeah, yeah, he sure is. Just flew in from Mm -hmm. uh, out of country. Transylvania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This guy... This guy. This guy. This yeah. guy. Um, Dracula. Yes. It was a gothic novel written by Bram Stoker. Mm-hmm. Um, In 1897. Yes. Apparently, it was derived from multiple vampire legends because there are a lot of vampire legends. Every mm-hmm. single culture has a vampire. Oh, yeah. So I, I feel like we've kind of done this we did vampires yeah <laughs> but this isn't about the vampire itself no this, this is about, about dracula. the man the man the myth the, the legend. legend dracula vlad no <laughs> dracula people believe that he was based on vlad the yeah. impaler but yeah um but dracula's a little bit different you know he can't come in your house unless he's invited and he's extremely handsome <laughs> yes <laughs> can't walk or cross water. I think that was another one. Yes, that is. A, yeah. yeah, they can't um, cross like flowing water. I think. Did he have no reflection too? I think that was another part. I'm trying to remember like classic Dracula, and yet I don't remember classic Dracula. <laughs> How could you forget? Well, well, I think it's because he may or may not have turned into a bat. So there are so many different variations, not yeah. just in like the general legends. Of different cultures, but 
even the movie variations, it's like zombies. There's tons of different types of zombies. Oh, yeah. There's lots of different, like Lost Boys, one of the best vampire movies ever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's the myth that garlic vampires can't deal with garlic. And the one guy goes to like toss, I think it's the Frog Brothers go to toss a vampire into this tub that has this clear fluid in it and a bunch of garlic and the vampire says garlic doesn't work (laughs) and it's actually holy water which apparently does work (laughs) and he gets half his face melted off so (laughs) oh one extreme to another right but that movie (laughs) lost boys did have it where they're only noodles they had yes where they had (laughs) to be invited in because max at the beginning makes michael invite him in um Going to the Brown Strokers thing, mm-hmm. there was also Count Dracula had about 50 boxes of dirt mm-hmm. because he needed to have the dirt of his home country to remain healthy. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, I think he had to like sleep in it. Yeah. Good old dirty Dracula. Dirty Drac, they called him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody called them that, but you know, they didn't. Or at oh. least they only did it once, and then <laughs> then they were dinner. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, like the, the the dinner group that was over, just like, hey, dirty Drag, why don't you pour me some more of that wine you got? Oh yeah, where'd you get it from? The the basement, you say? The barrels? It's like, hey, I saw like fifty people go down there, and they never came back. We're like, where'd they go? It was like, don't look in the barrels. Nope. That's another story. It's not wine. Yeah, the soldiers mm-hmm. are in the wine. The soldiers? The soldiers were in the wine the whole time. They were the wine. Yeah. Anywho. Yes. Dracula, exp- the story itself, mm-hmm. when the filming process became such a, a brand new, like, you know, the walkies, when they came out, mm-hmm. there was a, a film that became a little bit more popular because of the recent adaptation of SpongeBob. Uh, Nosferatu. Uh, Names, places, and things. Yes, I I get it. I'm just like, what? Uh, (sighs) Now, yeah, that was a walkie, not a talkie. Yes, because Mm -hmm. it this one of the adaptations that began in 1922. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it's saying that the novel was plagiarized into the silent motion picture Nosferatu. Um, Director F. W. Murnau, Murnau, maybe. He took the story, he moved it around a little bit, and put the results up on the screen. So, um, Which led to <laughs> Stoker's estate winning a lawsuit against the production company for the movie. Wow. So, yeah. But the movie already made its way to the U.S. at that point, because initially this movie was not localized. I believe it was French. I don't even remember now. So it was not in the States. No, it was either French or German. I don't remember. I can't remember it. Um, but anyway, by the time that the movie made it to the States, uh, Dracula was already in, in public domain. Mm-hmm. So duplicates were created, and Nosferatu basically got to live forever. Yay! Because vampires live forever. <laughs> Saved by copyright. Yes, they only live forever if they're in public domain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, no. Exactly. Um, there were others, too. I mean, Stephen King, Salem Lot. That's such a good um, one. That's the book with the tree. 
Oh, the, the very descriptive tree you yes. always talk about. Yes. <laughs> it's a good book, though. Um, there was also Sesame Street. Um, remember, uh, uh, remember uh, how to count. Yes, yes. count on count. Um, and of course, there's some other ones, but they uh, they sparkle, and we don't get into that because those aren't really vampires. Those are Mormon vampires. Yeah, those those don't count. I don't. Um, mm. I like my vampires to be able to drink caffeine. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there, there's more too. I mean, I believe there's a a castle. Mm-hmm. Brand Castle, um, and then right across that's where they grow the raisins. Yes, um, but it's uh, in central Romania, I believe. What is that, uh, Brasov? I don't Brasov. I don't remember how the. I'm not sure how to pronunciation that. is on that. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little off on my. Uh, Your Romanian. My Romanian names. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't used it for a few weeks now. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, of course, it was a fortress near Brand Pass. So it's now, I guess, changed its name slightly. Okay. There's a trade route across the Carpathian Mountains, or Carpathian Mountains, sorry. So the castle was erected after 19, or sorry, it was <laughs> erected after 1211 by Knights of the Teutonic Order, but was held only briefly so Uh and then i I, and then there's more i mean 1377 king louis I of hungary authorized the transylvania saxons to build a castle and and as a bulwark against northward expansion of the ottoman empire anyway history so okay this castle that you're talking about that is that is the house it that it is the place it is popularly, <laughs> if inaccurately, identified <laughs> as the fictional castle Dracula. Mm, That's well, what looks, you're talking about. Yes, and, and it is one of Romania's top tourist attractions. I wonder yeah. why. Um, what's the other one? It's like the home of the Blarney Stone. <laughs> what about the home <laughs> of the Blarney Stone? We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah, that was back for the Leprechauns. Uh-huh. But yeah, I remember that because I had like a rock. No, it wasn't just a rock. It was a piece of the Blarney Stone. And on in a little booklet that it came with, it was saying like all these people were like, oh, you kissed the Blarney Stone. And like they had pictures of people like hanging from their feet and all that yeah. like, to get down to it because it was like underneath like one of the edges of the... Anyway. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's a famous place too. See? It all links together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, the that castle is often associated with the fictional vampire Count Dracula. Um, <clears throat> the Romanian castle resembles Count Dracula as described in Stoker's novel. Yes, the 1931 adaptation of the American film, American horror film. What? No, the novel. What? Oh, well, you, like, I thought you were going off of, like, the appearance. No, 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 I'm own. talking about the castle that you're talking about. Well, no, oh, it's... I thought it's, you went to Dracula. Then. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. They they say that it resembles Castle Dracula as Stoker described it in his novel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but Stoker was an Irish writer, and he's not known to have <gasps> ever visited Transylvania. Oh, the bloody stone was right. <laughs> <laughs> Moreover, uh, Vlad the Impaler 
um, the historical personage who closely identified with Stoker's Dracula never ruled Bran Castle, although some sources claim that he was held prisoner there for two months. Yeah, maybe he got some inspiration. Yeah, so... <laughs> yes, Vlad the Impaler got inspiration from a castle. He was there for two months uh-huh, so uh-huh. that he could then, I don't know, pass it along and... I think he was lore. just really going for winning the Halloween decoration contest. Oh, for sure. That's why he had all of the... Uh, he wanted to get the real skeleton look. You know? <laughs> the real skeleton. <laughs> he just impaled all the people out there. No. So... So, Any, anyway, there was, there's also the Dracula. Yes. The American horror film that came out in 1931. Ah, yes, I, I think you mentioned um, this. Yeah, this one's a good one because Bela Lugosi was the performer for Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently he's widely acknowledged as the definitive portrayal of the character. <gasps> yeah. I mean, he was like the first. Yeah. So it, it came from... A stage adaptation of Stoker's novel. Mm-hmm. That's how the film was based. Okay. So it kind of goes over the same kind of kind of general story. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't need to go over the story again. No, it's so, it's quite an in-depth story. But um, yeah, I mean, but what really helped it to sell it with Lugosi as Dracula was that. Not only was his interpretation, like, originated on Broadway in 1927, but he had, like, a halting speech and uh, his own thick Hungarian accent, Hmm. like, gave a very, like, I guess, frightening appeal to the film. Yeah. Along with, like, an eerie atmosphere and some long tension-raising pauses. And, of course, the lack of music. Mm -hmm. I mean, in 19... What was this one? 1930... One, 1931. Yes. So. I think it's interesting that the original theatrical release featured an epilogue in which Van Sloan warned audiences that vampires <laughs> do indeed exist. Yep, you gotta sell it. <laughs> so, but afraid of offending religious groups, the studio later cut this ending. Yeah. How sad. Yeah. Oh, well. So, but then again, I mean, that was, that was one of them. I mean, anyway, that was one of those movies. <laughs> so. But there's been a lot of different, like you said, Dracula has been portrayed. Our vampires, you know, have been portrayed in so many different movies and, and so many different ways. I mean, you've got <clears throat> like uh, the Blade series, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That was the one that popped into mind. Um there's uh I think it's like Daywalkers or something. Oh, okay. Um Lost Boys. Uh then there was that series that I watched. Um <laughs> I can't The Strain. Which oh, was yeah. from Guillermo del Toro, which those were interesting vampires. Yeah. Um, but they're Guillermo del Toro, so um, Yeah, he's but I think those were based more off of Strigoi, which is one of the various uh, countries, like legends. I can't remember which one that's from, though. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember exactly either. 
but there's a there's always there's always a lot there's so much that goes into all of that because Mm -hmm. everyone has their own Mm -hmm. so because because every time one comes up someone's like i want one too well yeah i want a vampire yeah just keep in your pocket like i know vampire yes I want a teeny tiny pocket vampire. I want to suck your lint. Ew. <laughs> the pocket vampire. Well, okay, that's another one that I just thought of. Um, Adventure Time has Marceline. Oh, yeah. The vampire queen. Yeah, yeah. And But I, that's interesting because she drinks red. Yep. She drinks the color red from things. So it's like a kid-friendly vampire. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool how they adapt these, oh, well, and Hotel Transylvania also has Dracula. He's, like, yeah. the guy that runs the hotel. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's an Adam Sandler movie in some sense. So, uh, Jack likes those movies. Uh, yeah. They're not terrible. Mm, they're, they're there. They are. So, I could never get over the animation. It's too jerky in, uh, in that style. But I guess, yeah, but, eh. Anyway, since uh, Frankenstein took up a lot of time, mm-hmm. I think we should probably uh, let uh, Dracula go back because, you know, the sun's starting to come up. And Is it? Maybe. And How he, long have we been recording? Yeah. And he's... Uh, he needs to get into his box of dirt. Yeah, his dirt box. Good old dirty Drac. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's the name for him now. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, you know that's going to be like a Halloween costume. Ew. <laughs> Nerdy drag. He's just covered in mud. Like a hobo vampire? Maybe. I mm. mean, there's probably hobo vampires, too. You know. Probably. So. All right. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Yeah. And that'll be in just a minute. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. All right. Here we are. One more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one more time. One more. So we've got Frankenstein, Dracula. What else is going to go very well? And I, I know I've already said this. Is the Wolfman? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It, he's the other guy that goes in the he's group. He's the other guy. He's the other guy. Yeah. So basically, like Lon Chaney Jr. was the original Wolfman. Mm-hmm. He uh, was the lead role in the film. He was also a Frankenstein. I'm sure at some point. <laughs> I, I don't even remember at this point. Like, they're all the same. Bella Lugosi's in this movie, too. He, yep. was, he was in Wolfman. <laughs> um, I guess they couldn't get Boris Karloff. Maybe he was busy. Maybe he was, like, I don't know, out golfing or something. I don't know. I don't He's know what he does. filming another movie. He, probably another Frankenstein movie. I don't know. <laughs> um, But this one basically gives us, like... I suppose the the pre story to Frankenstein meeting the Wolfman. Oh, because when this one was successful, Lon Chaney Jr. reprised his role as the Wolfman in four sequels. Like, and the sequel was beginning with Frankenstein meets Wolfman. Mm. So, okay. Um, however, let's go off on to a different side of this one. So, in the production of the movie. Mm-hmm. Cheney did not undergo any on-screen facial transformations from man to wolf in the original film. Um, the sequels featured that kind of thing. It was like a a lap dissolve progression makeup 
where it was seen only in the final 10 minutes and were presented discreetly. Okay. So there's not a lot of it. Uh, in the first transformation, Larry, the character, <laughs> the wolfman, Larry, funny to me. Uh, he removes his shoes and socks. His feet are seen to grow hairy and become large paws, courtesy of uncomfortable boots made of hard rubber covered in yak hair. Ah. Um, in the final scene, the werewolf gradually returns to Larry Talbot's human form through this standard technique. Mm. <laughs> So there was the effects makeup as well. Stories about the makeup and transformation scenes have become legendary. Mm -hmm. uh, the transformation of Cheney from man into monster was certainly laborious, um, not laboratorious. Laboratorious. La or labradorious. That's a dog? That's what the dogs, that's what they have the yeah. dogs do it. Yes. The entirety of the makeup took five to six hours to apply and an hour to remove. Jeez. So... Jack Pierce had initially designed it for Henry Hull in Werewolf of London in the 1935 film. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. But Hull argued that the disguise made no sense within the plot since Dr. Glendon, quote unquote, needed to be recognizable by the characters even in his werewolf form. Mm -hmm. So Pierce was, Pierce was ordered to design a second version, which left more of Hull's face recognizable. Pierce then recycled his original design for the 1941 film. Gotcha. So at least he got to use it. Yeah. I, that's one thing. He probably knew that it was a good idea. And he was like, I still want to use this. Mm -hmm. And then these, these actors, they come along and they're like, no, they don't want to use my stuff. And it's like, I got great ideas. Wow. So Cheney later claimed that he was forced to sit motionless for hours as the scenes were shot frame by frame. Oh, the transformation scenes? Yeah. yeah. And at times he claimed that he was left to remain sitting while the crew broke for lunch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty extreme. Oh, he also said that special effects men drove tiny finishing nails into the skin on the sides of his hands so that they were, remain motionless during close-ups. I wonder, like, how deep <laughs> that ended up being. <laughs> However, there may be some exaggeration <laughs> involved. Studio logs indicate that during the filming of Abbott and Costello <laughs> meet Frankenstein, oh, the yeah. entire crew, including Cheney, <laughs> took a two-hour break during the filming of A Transformation and filmed the rest of the scene later that day. So, yeah. So there could be room for a little bit of exaggeration, or they perfected it by that point. Yeah. They, they had it down. They just, like, had a pre-made face, and they just slapped <laughs> it on there. Here's your face. Yeah. And then they sent it to the future for uh, different kinds of transformation techniques. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So, obviously, when the movie came out, it may have had different reviews. Mm -hmm. But as of relatively recently... Let's take the website Rotten Tomatoes into account. It it holds about a ninety percent rating, so that's um, pretty good for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Now, it's out <laughs> of at the time of forty two reviews. <laughs> hey, still. So I mean, it's but not a lot of people are just going out and watching these films just to watch them for entertainment. I mean, they're used to like either study the time frame of when the 
films were created. They're used for educational purposes. Right. They're used for like, hey, look, this is part of a genre that happened and this led to this and this and this. Right. Like, yeah, I'm sure people can go out, they can buy the movie, they can rent the movie, they can watch it and all that. But nobody's really just like going out and watching okay, so Frankenstein just to I used to have a really it. good friend whose absolute favorite movie of all time was Nosferatu. The original. No. So there are some people, (laughs) like the weird people that I know, that would go out and watch these. But yeah, a lot of times people that are are actively seeking them out are seeking them out for reasons like educational or this is something interesting that, you know, I would like to this a piece of history. Yeah. Um, Well, it's like I picked up a DVD set of like... 50 horror films or something like that. DVD. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And uh, it had some decent stuff on it. Obviously, it's nothing that I would normally just be like, oh, I want to watch that. Where did that go? I haven't seen it. Neither have I. probably disappeared like a ghost. No, it's got to be somewhere. We got to find that, actually. There was a lot on there I wanted to watch. Yeah. Well, it did have, like, the house on Haunted Hill. Yeah, Vincent the Vincent Price, Price one. Yeah. yeah, the one with the skeleton. <laughs> Man, I love that skeleton. Uh, you can clearly tell that it is it is driven by wires. No. <laughs> yeah, you can see the wires. Um, yeah. There's also uh, what was it like a little shop of horrors with like a young Jack Nicholson. Little shop um, of horrors, is so good. Unless I'm thinking of a different Jack Nicholson, I don't know. I don't know, but I know that the the remake or whatever with um, oh, me. God, what's his name? I don't know. There's a lot of <sighs> who plays Seymour. That. He's the, oh, uh, Rick Moranis. Yes, Rick Moranis. Yeah. God, I love that movie. Sorry, yeah. uh, such a good movie. Yeah. Wolfman in popular culture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now the first thing that comes to my mind is the classic Scooby-Doo version where Shaggy becomes a werewolf. What? It was, yeah, do you remember that? No. Yeah, I think, I don't remember if it was like the new adventures. It was, it was kind of during that era when like Scrappy was there, but no, this was, I should say. So it's not canon? No, I should (laughs) say this is, this is red shirt Shaggy. Oh. Yeah, this is red shirt Shaggy. So this is not canon. Apparently every now and then he would have a girlfriend that showed up. Um, What? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name. I think she was like some blonde with a bob or something. I don't remember. Um, okay, so he has a girlfriend. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. But he also turned into a werewolf. And the only way... The reason he turned into a werewolf, I should get into, is because their werewolf driver for a race couldn't be in it. So the monsters... I don't know. Let's say the Monster Society turned Shaggy into a werewolf because they needed a werewolf to drive the car. Yep. So they turned him into a werewolf, and he's like, "Why well, am I a werewolf?" Basically, <laughs> and they're like, like "You do." And, and they, yeah, and they're like, "Hey, if you want to be a person, a, a normal boy, you gotta drive this car, and you gotta win the race, and then you can you can be normal and then you again. Gotta find the island and yep. not be turned into a donkey. And yep. then but, if, but if you lose, car. you're gonna be the werewolf for all the time that we do these races. So why you, would they? That's that doesn't make sense because if he loses, <laughs> wouldn't they not want him to be their driver? Well, at the same time during this race, they're all trying to sabotage him too. Like Dracula, this is a green Dracula, by the way. 
Green Dracula. Yeah, he was a so green he's Dracula. like the Frankendrac? Kind of, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He was, anyway. Mm-hmm. He's constantly trying to like throw in like these tricks and whatnot to have it so Shaggy loses, but obviously that doesn't work because not only is this uh, werewolf mobile outfitted with some speed racer kind of gadgets where it can do those random things, um, there's also help from his girlfriend and Scrappy in, oh, okay. in the other car that they just had. Because I think Shaggy had a hot rod at that time, too. I don't know. It was a really weird time frame for Scooby-Doo. Clearly. So, and so, they were, they were kind of like their, his own personal pace car slash pit crew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it turned into this, uh, I don't know, werewolf speed racer, wacky races, Hanna-Barbera amalgamation kind of thing. Gotcha. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> the history of Wolfman. <laughs> uh-huh. Summed up in Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, no, but they, there's been... There's been other adaptations too. I mean, for instance, a werewolf kind of figure has made its way into media all over the place. Um, fighting games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Killer Instinct. There's like a, a wolfman kind of werewolf kind of character. Yeah. Um, werewolves are just thought to be everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of lycanthrope uh, yeah. legends too. Yeah, um, they have had a crossover with those other vampires that we will not be discussing. Oh, yep. God, yeah, yep. shiny, sparkly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's a those. whole other. <laughs> that was a. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. No, they've been. In, there's a lot of really good werewolf movies, and I think the transformations and stuff have really evolved. Over time, as we've gotten better special effects and better makeup effects and things like that. Yeah. I haven't seen anything recently, though, that I can recall as far as, like... Werewolf? Just, yeah, there's, like, a werewolf film or something like that. I haven't... Anything recently, like, within the last, I don't know, let's be generous and say 10 years. Yeah, I can't so. think of anything that stands out in my mind. I'm sure there are some somewhere, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's another one, the Hotel Transylvania... Yep, yep, yep. Wolfman's wolf in there. Man. Yep, and yep. he's like eighteen his, kids or something. He's got a whole pack, <laughs> a pack of puppies. Yep. I'm pretty sure he's voiced by Steve Buscemi. That would make sense. Yeah, because I think if I could imagine anyone being a Wolfman, it would be Steve Buscemi. I think that's who he does one of the voices. Or a I think it's that one. He could be a grouper too. The fish. Yes. He could be a fish. Yeah, I think he could play the part of a grouper. A big Florida, Floridian fish. Floridian fish. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like a big floor fish at first because it's like, <laughs> yes, they are. They're floor fish. They hide on the floor no, of the ocean. They were like a big thing when I lived in Florida. Oh, okay. Like groupers. Yeah. You could get them to eat everywhere. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. in, like, every restaurant you can get grouper. Everybody's like, oh, I got to get the grouper. It's so good. I'm like, <laughs> talk like a Talk like a robot man. Yeah. They're like, mm, grouper. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember if I ever had it. I probably did at some it's point. It's probably because it was oversold. Yeah. So. Yeah, you could get it, like, everywhere. Everywhere I went in Florida. Grouper. We got grouper. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Don't you know. Yeah, just like. 
those werewolves in other cities like mm-hmm. London and the werewolves like an American London. werewolf in London too. Yes. Those ones had some really interesting uh, transformation scenes. Yeah. They actually did like full body transformation scenes, which was cool. Um, there's also, is it, I can't remember. <laughs> there's so many and I can't think of any. Clearly we're such big fans of Wolfman. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I feel bad. No, there was this one series that I used to watch when I was a kid, and I can't think of what it is. Oh, it wasn't when you were a kid, but wasn't Hemlock Grove? Oh, yeah, Hemlock Grove. Where you go? Hemlock Grove had werewolves, and it had um, uh, they Animal. were they were not <laughs> vampires. They were oh, what are they? I don't know. I didn't really watch it. <laughs> I can't think of it. Oh my gosh, it's um, no. I need to look it up really quick. Oh. Because I can't remember what it was. I don't know what they were called. Were they like? I I, I don't know. I don't know what they did. Upir. They were Upir. Oh, that's okay. what the vampires were called. They were called Upir. So they were the other name for the vampire. Yes, one yeah. of them. Yeah, and um, there was like the Ouroboros and like all kinds of demons and yeah. But yes, Hemlock Grove had some really interesting werewolves and those ones when they transformed they became a wolf yeah so that like, okay a whole wolf <laughs> they get the whole wolf with that one well no i mean it's <laughs> not like a humanoid wolf it was like a big wolf like an actual wolf yeah which was cool oh yeah like animorphs <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never watched that uh, but weird. that was a really good series um i thought i had a cool Cool story behind it, yeah. and had some good mm. actors in there, and Pennywise. So you know, Pennywise, what? <laughs> Tim Curry, no, Bill Skarsgård, yeah, uh, the Skarsgård. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was in it. No, it was. It's a good series. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, and also has say. um. I don't know how you actually say her name. It's like Famke Jansen or whatever. Who also played in the remake of The House on Haunted Hill, which was oh, okay. a Vincent Price movie that you talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. So the remake didn't have him nope. at that point. It did not. So. It had that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> not as important. Not important, not Vincent Price. <laughs> no, but there's the connection right there. Yeah. Cool. Everything is all the same large, non-stopping movie. Yes. That is life. <laughs> yeah, it's all just a movie. Yes. Let's just pause it at the bad part. Okay. Cool. Uh, but then you're going to just have to sit there and wait and know that once you unpause it, the bad part's going to keep going. Yeah, but when you come back, you'll have like a bowl so, of popcorn. But can you fast forward to the bad part? Uh, yeah, but you might miss it. But that's... And then you have to rewind it. And then no, you, have to you be don't. Like, oh, this again. The, the whole point is to not have to deal with the bad part. Well, yeah, but you're going to overshoot and you're going to miss some of the stuff that you didn't know. But you won't know. You <laughs> like, won't know. That's like, the point. Like Wolfman, you won't know. <laughs> yes. Oh. All right. I think we've done enough damage in this episode <laughs> so far. And we still have a drink. We do. Yeah. So we're going to go on another little break here. And mm-hmm. then uh, we'll be right back with a uh, quick little a drink. Franken drink of some sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until the last drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please, drink responsibly. All right. Hopefully, 
everyone's still alive and awake and all that because this is one of our favorite parts. It's the drink. Yeah. So yeah, since we were kind of talking about a uh, Frankenstein monster and uh, all that, initially the idea was to have this more themed around the idea of like a, a party punch or something of that sort mm-hmm. where it would be. But then it was like, I don't really want to have an entire bowl of punch no we don't <laughs> we don't drink very much and we don't have parties so we have no need for a punch yeah like a, an obscene amount of punch yeah so, and that's the only way you can make punch too yeah so. well it requires a lot of math if you want to do it any other way yeah and although the the name itself a punch would be very good as describing say a Frankenstein monster, something that's a big lumbering punching giant. Uh-huh. I imagine he did a lot of punching in his days. No, he was gentle. Well, one of them did a lot of punching. One of the sequels. The one that was, like, tortured? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the one who should have punched more. Ugh. Um, his murder brain? Yes. Um, so instead we decided to go with um, more of something on the idea of I guess, a Franken-drink. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you did, is a Franken-drink. <laughs> a Franken-drink. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this thing is unnamed at the moment, because I don't think there's any way to give it a name. Um, it started off with a little bit of, I suppose, effin vodka. Mm-hmm. This one was black cherry, and it's a black cherry vanilla. Um, a little bit of that, and a little bit of triple sec. <laughs> and a little bit of the botanist, mm-hmm. the actually I lay gin, um, a little bit of extra dry vermouth, mm-hmm. and then an unnamed alcohol. But it was a 10-year rum. I'm not going to say it because that is going to show up That's later. That's for another that day. One, that one's coming up pretty soon, so... Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go into more depth on that one later. So a rum. Yes. It's a, a 10 year rum. Mm-hmm. All right. And we tried adding a couple different things. Yeah. Um, initially this was, this was meant to be more, more Halloween themed. Mm-hmm. So in my first early adaptations. <laughs> <laughs> Your experimentations. This, yes. This was my, uh. My Dr. Frankenfurter mm-hmm. um, experimentation. Yes. Um, I have been trying to make a little bit of references to uh, Pulp Fiction in there, too. But mm. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. initially some of it had to do with uh, maybe some Maker's Mark and all that and some absinthe. And we were really covering anything in there. Um, yeah, we were just throwing everything and the kitchen sink at yeah, it. Yeah, there was even... Uh, an attempt to add cotton candy to it mm-hmm. because you know it's I missed trick, out on that one trick or treat add a little cotton candy in there which it's basically just sugar with color um, mm-hmm. that one mixed very nicely I add with the uh, Irish cream um, it gave it a nice like red and it, it had a red color to it but I also initially chilled the alcohol with some ice but I didn't remove it. So we had that nice, like, water seeping into cream after the Irish cream was added. So it really just looked like a nice bloody pus mess. 
So, uh, theming, I missed that. Yeah, theming goes. It looked perfect for what we would have needed it for. Um, Taste-wise, terrible. <laughs> um, this it is was, what happens when I go to bed, apparently. Yeah. Just mixes was, all the uh, alcohols together and it, sees what happens. It was not... It was not worth replicating. <laughs> so what did we put in these ones tonight? So for this one, I would say the most successful one was... Uh, Sprite? Y- yeah, we used a Sprite to kind of mix with it. Um, just because it, because we had like fruit flavors from like the triple sec and the uh, black cherry. And mm-hmm. we got like more aromatics and herbs from like the botanist and... Even like the the vermouth itself was kind of pulling in some of those additional like fruity and herbal right. notes and all that. Um, I think the sprite was yeah. It's tame enough that it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, but it yeah. It, it, it it blended it, but it still let you could taste like individual flavors, but you could also pick them out if you were trying to. Mm-hmm. But it also like just kind of blended nicely too right you first get the 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 sweet of the sprite and then you get all the different flavors of the the liquors which was nice yeah um and it wasn't overwhelming considering all the different liquors that were in it (laughs) yeah trying it with the simple syrup it just didn't quite bring it together the same way Um, yeah it was just kind of sweet and thick yeah i think that uh Maybe just a little bit of lime might have helped. But then again, we're basically reconstructing a non-carbonated Sprite at that point. Right. And I think the carbonation was nice, too. So. Yeah. And, and sure, you could add simple syrup, and you could add seltzer, and you could add lime, and then you could just buy a can of it in the store. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those trade-offs. Right. Um, there was, I don't know, there's still the idea of like just throwing some Halloween candy in there and let it be. <laughs> Who knows? Like, just grab various Halloween candies, M&M's, Snickers, whatever, Yo, what and just you... throwing them in a bowl, pour a bunch of vodka in them, shake it up a bunch, and then just see if it is reminiscent of trick-or-treating and Halloween and the monsters that have been used as costumes countless times in the past. Gross. <laughs> so, uh, if you like to go to Halloween parties and throw up... You can now enjoy uh, the taste of it right at home. No. Nope, nope, nope. No. So, uh... So, yeah, I think that the, the Sprite was the best. And it actually ended up being a nice drink yeah. with the Sprite. So, with this uh, this Franken-drink as we have it, mm-hmm. um, I did mention that it's unnamed. Now, this is something that came from one of our listeners, believe it or not. <laughs> And we uh, have those. I know it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, especially when they make contact with us. That's like really scary. It's then not, you, then it's you not wonder. Scary. It's wonderful. We love hearing from people who like listening to us. Yeah. Don't let them tell you anything <laughs> different. So in this case, because it's unnamed, if anybody would want to name this in some sense, mm-hmm. um, you could either let us know what you would think would be a good name. Um, just go on our, I guess, Facebook or yep. email, I guess, uh, the, don't go on Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> just don't do it. I mean, we, we have, we that, have but the we account, don't go but on there. the activity on it is very low. Yeah. Um, Facebook has been our primary and, uh, the website has been as well that those are at least, 
those are monitored. Yeah, those are, that's the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but Twitter is mostly just like piggybacked. So everything gets put on there that's put on the other ones, but it's yeah. just information. That's that's really what it is. Yep, but you can reach so, us at Facebook. Yeah, and uh, just let us know that it's the, the name of a drink for the... The, the Halloween, Hollywood Holly, Universal yeah. Monsters. Universal, Universal Monsters. Universal Monsters works well. So... And uh, you could either name this if you make it, or you could just sh- throw a random name out there that <laughs> sounds like it would fit. Yeah. And uh, if, uh, if you try it, then let us know what you yeah. think. Yeah. And of course, if somebody comes up with a good name, we'll uh, we'll post it and all that, and, mm-hmm. and let you guys know that we uh, had a good submission. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll credit you for the name um, of the drink. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that might end up doing it for this episode. We have gone drastically longer than our normal, <laughs> but uh, in we, this case, it has been a little bit since we've put something out. We've had an incredibly busy schedule. There was uh, a little bit of uh, production delay. Yeah, there's we had been to move some, a lot of equipment around. And some personal so, things. So. Yeah, we had to redo the laboratory. Yeah, the so, laboratory. Yeah, that's that. Damn sulfur pit. We had some personal <laughs> stuff too, so. so but. but we covered Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. and Dracula. Oh yeah. And the Wolfman. Yep, those are those are pretty good. Now the I could you say they're the big three? I don't know. Could you say they're a big three? They are Probably. a big three. They are. They're Absolutely. A big three. Especially the monster. Yeah, because you know if you mirror that three. And keep it as big, you get an E. And that's the sound that these people made when they first saw those movies. E. e! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, once again, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, whatever. Most Wherever of the podcasts. You get your places. podcasts. Yeah. And you can contact us through Facebook or directly through our website at tillthelastdrop.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that we need to add in here at the end? No, just thank you for listening and sticking around till the last drop. Sounds good. Thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a themed drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts.